Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're listening, welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. The 80th day of the year and the first full day of spring. It's hashtag National Down Syndrome Day, officially observed by the United Nations since 2012 on the 21st day of the third month to signify the uniqueness of the triplication of the 21st chromosome, which causes Down Syndrome. This year's theme is with us, not for us. It's also Single Parent Day, which is no easy task for a mom or dad, another important day. And if you know any single parents, they should be commended, and hopefully they are doing the right things. On the food calendar, it's National Crunchy Taco Day, the original taco, appropriately on a Tuesday. And no, I didn't end up eating raviolis yesterday. After all, on National Ravioli Day, I coincidentally Eight tacos, but they were the soft ones because I didn't know, okay? So in yesterday's podcast, I also mentioned Miami madness and the hurricanes in reference to spring break and the violence that's forced Miami Beach to implement a curfew. Then last night, the March madness of college basketball did actually hit Miami as the number nine Lady Hurricanes knocked off number one Indiana in the NCAA Women's Tournament. Coming up tonight, it's the World Baseball Classic Final. If you're following that, it'll be the United States versus Japan after Japan beat Mexico 6-5 to yesterday. And the big story in politics. Today is the day former President Donald Trump said he anticipates being arrested. But so far, at least at the time of this recording, there's still no confirmation of an indictment coming out of New York from his $130,000 payment to an adult film actress, or Michael Cohen's $130,000 payment to the adult film actress before the 2016 presidential election to silence her about an affair. Trump supporters, meanwhile, are demonstrating outside of his Mar-a-Lago resort home in Palm Beach, Florida. We're not out here for any negative reasons in any way, shape, or form. We're having a good time. We're here literally just supporting the president. About two hours up the road from Palm Beach, House Republicans, including Speaker Kevin McCarthy, are holding meetings in Orlando. I don't think people should protest this, no. McCarthy asked about the looming indictment, and they're not protesting anything yet. They're just demonstrating. If there is an indictment, then there will be some protesting. And there is some actual protesting happening in New York, but it's more against the district attorney and the crime rate and other things going on in that city than it necessarily is pro-Donald Trump protesting. Meanwhile, if you went to bed early last night and missed Jen Pellegrino's coverage on Prime News... We've been reporting any day now the woke George Soros-backed New York DA Alvin Bragg will formally arrest former President Trump. This is an historic miscarriage of justice. District Attorney Bragg is politicizing our justice system with the intent of influencing the 2024 election. Is there no new low the radical left won't go to in order to get Trump? Joining me now is Republican Senator from Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator, thanks so much for joining us tonight. 
We've heard calls uh, that the New York radical DA, Alvin Bragg, should be testifying before Congress. But let me ask you this. Is that too late at this point to stop this bastardization of justice? Jen, what we know is that in 2015, they decided they were going to go after Donald Trump. And they have been after him, his family, his businesses since that point in time. When you look at what happened with Russia collusion and the Russia collusion hoax, and how they they knew that that was not something that was verifiable. They pushed forward with it anyway. You look at how they have gone after everything that he has brought forward, the way they've continued to push at him because he was pushing against official Washington. And then I think one of the most significant examples is what they did, how they handled the document request with President Trump and how they are handling the document request with President Biden. And as you look at these, you see that they've given President Biden every benefit of the doubt. But when it comes to President Trump, what did they do? They said, let's go conduct a raid at Mar-a-Lago, and they did it right before an election. That's Republican Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn on last night's Prime News with Jen Pellegrino. Weeknights at 9 o'clock Eastern, that is an absolute must-watch Newsmax program. I featured some comments from famed attorney and longtime Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz in yesterday's Newsmax Daily. The liberal, non-Trump voting Dershowitz was back Monday on Rob Schmidt Tonight. We've talked a lot about how, you know, the, I guess the, the left in this country has changed, uh, how, how people used to fight against this. And now they, they, they capitulate the people that will, will take any excuse to go after their political opponents and, and how that's how that's changed so dramatically. You've talked about on the show about the ACLU and how they used to fight different than they do today and how they've morphed. Um, we've moved into a different place in this country. Well, particularly people like the ACLU and some of my colleagues at Harvard, Lawrence Tribe, for example, and yeah. others, who will do anything to get Trump. They don't care about the Constitution. They think that Trump's reelection would be like the election of Adolf Hitler in 1932. And they are prepared to do anything short of assassination. They're prepared to stretch the law. Look, in this case, it's not even a misdemeanor. Let me explain why. It's perfectly appropriate to make a deal to settle a case. That's what happened here. Lawyers do it every day. You settle cases. She promises not to disclose it to your wife, your children, your business associates, and he pays her $130,000. Have you ever heard of anybody listing it in the records as payment yeah. of hush money for adulterous affair with a porn star? Of course not. You're going to say something like, legal fees. Well, it was in some respect the legal fee. That is, it was in payment for the settling of a case. But nobody has ever been prosecuted for trying to hide the fact that he paid hush money to a prostitute. And then you try to say that the reason he did it was only in order to cover up a federal crime. That's the last thing that would have occurred to him, that he'd ever be charged with a crime, a federal crime, of campaign contributions. Obviously, the reason that he listed it not as a hush money payment was to prevent the public from knowing it, prevent his wife, prevent the New York Post from running the story. Yeah. Then you have to get to the point where it was a campaign contribution. And of course, part of his mind 
may have been on the campaign, but that's not enough for a criminal charge. This is the worst abuse of prosecutorial discretion that I have seen in my 60 years of practicing criminal law. It's a big statement. Attorney Alan Dershowitz on Rob Schmidt tonight. Many Republicans and supporters of the former president have been calling on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Trump's likely challenger for the 2024 Republican presidential nominee, to call out the potential indictment, which he finally did Monday when he was asked directly about it. But he also made sure to call out the fact that Trump was making a payment to a porn star. Uh, We wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment and if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, would you have any role in extradition to New York? So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. I also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these Soros-funded prosecutors, yes, they may do a high-profile politicized prosecution, uh, and that's bad, but the real victims are ordinary New Yorkers, ordinary Americans in all these different jurisdictions, that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda that these Soros DAs bring to their job. They ignore crime and they empower criminals, and that hurts people. It hurts a lot of people every single day. These Soros district attorneys are a menace to society, and I'm just glad that I'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office during my tenure. So there you go, Florida governor and likely 2024 Republican presidential candidate Ronnie D. Don't forget, with all the attention given to DeSantis, he has not announced a run for the White House as of yet, although most think that is a given. Meanwhile, in Washington, we hope the president, she will press President Putin to cease bombing Ukrainian cities, hospitals and schools to halt the uh, war crimes and atrocities. Retired Navy Rear Admiral John Kirby, the coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council, commenting on the Xi Jinping meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin, who's now wanted for committing war crimes in Ukraine. We get more from Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty. 
Joining us now for reaction, the vice chair for the Center for American Security at the America First Policy Institute and former chief of staff at the National Security Council. Fred Flight's back with us and retired Air Force Brigadier General and Newsmax contributor Blaine Holt. Good morning to you both. Hope you had great weekends. Good to see you. Fred, the Wall Street Journal with some interesting reporting that basically China's stated agenda of laying the groundwork to negotiate an end to the war appears to be at odds with Russia's goal of obtaining help on the battlefield. Basically, China says they're going there to try and negotiate peace between Russia and Ukraine, but they were invited because Vladimir Putin and the Russian army need weapons. Take us through what's really going on here. I think that's right. I think China's long-term goal is establishing a Chinese-led global order and to promote Chinese influence. But I think the short-term goals is to end this war on the best possible terms for Russia. And I expect there will be some type of a ceasefire proposal coming out of this meeting that Putin agreed to. But Zelensky will not agree to it because it will requ it would require him to give up territory. And she is going to find that although he, he was able to negotiate this Saudi-Iran deal fairly easily, that's because the Saudis were using him uh, to gain leverage with the U.S. Zelensky has another agenda, and I think pushing this plan with Zelensky will be much harder. Former CIA analyst Fred Flights on Monday's Wake Up America, which begins at 6.30 Eastern. It is a great way to start your day with news and information. Don't forget about Wake Up America weekends starting at 7. Today, President Biden is speaking at the White House Conservation in Action Summit. And then later today, the President and First Lady host an Arts and Humanities Award Ceremony. In other news, the Federal Reserve meets today to consider the short-term future of interest rates. Will it raise rates again, buy how much, or hold off due to a potentially new banking crisis likely to be another volatile day on Wall Street? By the way, how's that 401k? And here's a headline for you. 92-year-old media mogul Rupert Murdoch getting married for the fifth time. The head of the Fox empire will marry 66-year-old former model Ann Leslie Smith. I wonder if she knows he's being sued for $1.5 billion. And Mother Nature's at it again today. A new atmospheric river slamming California again. The storm especially dangerous in the southern and central areas of California. Millions bracing for more flooding and forecasters there are saying to expect up to three inches of rain through tomorrow and colder temperatures could bring more snow to other areas of California. Just crazy. All right, don't forget, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T or another provider that doesn't carry Newsmax, be sure you call them and demand Newsmax TV. Make sure you get the Newsmax TV app as well. Then you can watch your favorite shows like Greg Kelly Reports, Chris Salcedo, who's back from vacation, American Agenda, Spicer and Company, Wake Up America, and more anywhere, anytime you want on the app, and it's free. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Make sure you check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts as well, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.